Welcome back to Heroes of the Faith, a show where we are inspired by the lives of the saints so that we can become saints ourselves. I am your host, Isaac Longworth, and today's saint is a little bit different from the other ones that we've looked at because our saint today is not actually a human being. Now, you heard me right. He's not human. He is an angel. We're talking about Saint Michael, the archangel today. Now, Saint Michael is the captain of God's army in heaven, which is pretty cool if you think about it. Uh, he's the patron of those in the military. He's the patron saint of police officers because of his role of protecting. Now, my dad is a police officer, uh, and I know many police officers. My dad was my hero growing up. I love him. Uh, and many police officers have a picture of St. Michael in their locker at work in order to keep them safe while they're going about their work. And so when my dad would go off to work, my family would often pray to St. Michael that he would keep my dad safe while he was doing all of his dangerous work keeping our city safe. My dad has a big statue of St. Michael. He's a great patron. Now, as I mentioned, Michael is not human. He is an angel. And as Catholics, we believe in the existence of angels. We believe that they are real, that they exist, that they can even interact with us as human beings, which is why we're getting to know St. Michael so that we can develop a relationship with him. Now, what is an angel? Sometimes when you think about angels, maybe images of artwork come to mind of kind of these naked chubby cherubs with little tiny wings, or maybe cute angels on the front of Christmas cards with long flowing hair. Uh, and these get at certain aspects of what angels are, but in reality, angels are not naked babies with wings. Angels, the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches, are purely spiritual creatures that have intelligence and will. They are personal and immortal creatures surpassing in perfection. So angels are actually pure spirit. They don't have any bodies and they are awe-inspiring creatures created by God. In the Bible, every time someone meets an angel, they are terrified. Some of them faint from fear at the sight of angels. Many people, when they see angels in scripture, think that the angel is actually God. That's how glorious these creatures are. But of course, angels are not God. They are created by God. They were created before God created humans. And like God, they are purely spiritual. They don't have bodies. And so because they don't have any bodies like we do, they don't take up any physical space. They aren't bound by location in the same way that we are. They operate on a purely spiritual level of existence, but they are intelligent. They know far more than we as humans could ever comprehend. Now there are different kinds of angels and they exist in a kind of hierarchy. There are some angels that are more powerful than others. Uh, they all have different roles. Some angels are constantly before his throne, giving him praise, that's their role. Others act as warriors to defend us against demonic powers. Some angels are in charge of interacting with humans to give us messages from God or to even participate in working miracles. Now, Michael, St. Michael, who we're talking about today, he is an archangel. Now, an archangel is the highest kind of angel. He's at the top of the angel hierarchy. And the reason 
that St. Michael the Archangel has this distinguished title is because of the role that he played during a terrible war that took place in heaven. Now, you may not know that there was a war in heaven, but there was. Long ago, before God had created human beings, he had created all of these different kinds of angels, millions and millions of them. The most beautiful and powerful angel of all of them was named Lucifer. Now, Lucifer, his name means light bearer. He was this glorious, powerful, intelligent angel, the highest of all the angels. But Lucifer, because of his power, allowed pride to take root inside of him. And he actually rebelled against God. And he convinced a third of all the angels in heaven to join him in his rebellion against God. Now, you may be wondering, why on earth would an angel try and rebel against God, especially since, since angels are so much more intelligent than us? Why would he think that he could ever compete against God for sovereignty? Well, there's a couple different theories as to why Lucifer wanted to rebel against God. One was that uh, God had revealed to the angels that in time, he would become man, that the Son of God would come to earth as a human, Jesus. And so the angels were jealous of humans, the fact that God himself would become one of us when he never became an angel. And they also, as a, as a point of contention, refused to worship Jesus as a man. They saw themselves as higher than human beings, and the thought of bowing down and worshiping God who became man was intolerable for them. And so as a result, Lucifer said, I will not serve. Some theories also think that Lucifer wanted to know God as he is. He wanted to have perfect knowledge of God, which only God could have. That's infinite knowledge. And so Lucifer wanted to be like God because he wanted to know who God was in himself. Now, whatever the case was, whether it was jealousy of humans, whether it was a refusal to worship Jesus as a man, whether it was Lucifer wanting himself to have infinite knowledge like God, we don't know for certain. But whatever the case was, during this rebellion, when Lucifer was telling God, I will not serve and trying to usurp his authority, Michael stood up in front of all the rebellious angels and he asserted the uniqueness of God. He said that God was worthy of their obedience and loyalty and worship. And Michael famously said this line, Who is like God? Who is like God? Challenging the angels. Who among you is like God? How dare you rebel against our creator? Now the sentence, who is like God, in Hebrew is Michael. That's where he gets his name. And so this war cry, who is like God, that Michael proclaimed was caught by all the other good angels as they went to battle against the evil angels who were rebelling against God. Now we get a description of what this battle was like in the Bible, in the book of Revelation chapter 12. It says, war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon is a symbol of Lucifer, this evil angel, the most powerful angel that God had created who rebelled against him. Now the dragon and his angels fought back, scripture says, but they were defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. 
the great dragon was thrown down. So in the battle in heaven, Michael and the good angels who stayed loyal to the Lord, they won the battle and they cast Lucifer, who then became the devil or Satan. They cast him and all of his evil angels with him out of heaven into hell. Hell is this real place. It is a place of torture. It is a place of despair. It is a place of darkness away from the glory of God. So Lucifer and all of his evil angels, who then became demons, were forced out of the presence of God and forced to reside in hell as their dark kingdom for all eternity. They exist there today as demons. Uh, as Catholics, we also believe in the real existence of demons, these evil angels who rebelled against God and who war against Michael and the good angels. Now, because of his victory, St. Michael has been considered by the church as one of the greatest allies of the people of God. God gave St. Michael to his people to protect them from the attacks of all evil. So in the Old Testament, in the book of the prophet Daniel, we have this scene where Gabriel is speaking with the prophet Daniel. Gabriel is this other angel, and Gabriel is telling Daniel about this great prince named Michael. He says that Michael, who is in charge of your people. So this great prince, Michael, the archangel, has been sent by God to defend the people of Israel, which is very necessary because at the time that this is being written, Daniel and the people of Israel, God's chosen people, are living in a foreign country. They're living amongst the Babylonians and the Persians, these pagan people who are a threat to them. And so God sends Michael, the archangel, to defend his people. In one of the scenes in the book of the prophet Daniel, Michael is actually fighting with the princes of Persia, these demons of Persia. The Persians, the Babylonians, they worship these false gods, these demons, these fallen angels. And Michael has to fight these demons to protect the people from the spiritual danger that they are in, the spiritual danger to fall into the idolatry of the surrounding nations, to start worshiping these false gods, these false angels, but also to protect them physically, protect their lives from the danger that they're in in foreign exile. In the prophet Daniel, there's also this prophecy that at the end of time, Michael will rise up to protect the church at the time of the Antichrist. At the end of the world, there will be a final conflict between God and his people and Satan and those who he has seduced and led to be part of his side. The chief of these will be the Antichrist, this man who will try to destroy the church with the power of Satan. Now, he will obviously not win. God's church always wins in the end, especially because St. Michael will be sent to strengthen the church at the very end of the age. God's people will be in spiritual and physical danger in this final battle, and yet Michael will help the church to the victory in Jesus. Now, Michael, it's important to understand, Michael gets all of his power from God. Michael gets all of his power from God, and so all of the glory goes to God, not Michael. Michael doesn't seek glory for himself. Ever since the time of the rebellion, Michael has always been jealous for the glory of God. He wants God to receive all the glory. He doesn't want any glory to go to him. Remember, he's always saying, 
who is like God. He's always proclaiming God as unique. We see this characteristic of Michael uh, in another point in scripture when Michael is described as contending with the devil disputing about the body of Moses. In the book of Jude, we get this weird story of Moses, his body being fought over by Michael and the devil. Now, what is going on here? Well, the people of Israel, they were tempted to worship other gods all the time. And so the devil was always trying to get them to worship other gods other than the true Lord. And Moses was this great leader, this prophet who they revered. And so when Moses died, the people of Israel were actually tempted to hero worship, to worshiping Moses as a god instead of the Lord alone. And so Michael had to fight with the devil over the body of Moses. And Michael hid this body of Moses from the people so that the devil couldn't tempt the Hebrews to worship Moses as God. So from the very beginning, Michael has always had that on his heart to protect the true worship of God, to make sure all of the glory goes to him because who is like God? And he will continue to do so until the end of time. So throughout history, the church has asked for his protection from attacks from their physical enemies, as well as spiritual attacks from their chief enemy, Satan. In the 1880s, Pope Leo XIII, he had this vision while he was saying Mass. And he, in this vision, he heard Satan and Jesus having a conversation. And Satan was bragging to Jesus that he could destroy the church in the next 100 years if he had just a little bit more power. And so this terrified Pope Leo, the leader of the church at that point. And so he knew that the next 100 years would be tough. There would be a targeted assault on the church at every level because of the attacks of Satan. And so Leo wrote a prayer to St. Michael the Archangel asking for St. Michael's protection. And he asked that this prayer be said at the end of every Mass. This is the famous St. Michael prayer that if you grew up Catholic, you might have learned when you were a kid. We'll close the show by reading it together. But this prayer helped remind Christians of the attacks of Satan and our need to turn to God and his holy angel Michael for protection in times of danger. Now, this is something that I think is very important for us to remember as we seek to become saints ourselves. This is something that maybe you haven't thought about too much, but we live in a world that is at war. We live in a world that is at war. Satan, Lucifer, who fell from heaven, he hates God. He hates God. He unsuccessfully rebelled against him, and he hates him. But since Satan could not defeat God, what Satan tries to do is destroy what God loves most, which is us, human beings. God loves us. God has this deep desire for us to be in relationship with him, to reach heaven, to live with him forever in glory. He wants nothing but goodness and life for us. That's what his desire is for us. And so Satan, who hates God, by extension, hates us too. Satan wants death for us. He wants us to die physically, and ultimately, he wants us to undergo spiritual death. He wants us 
to be cast into hell with him forever, suffering without the presence of God. That's what Satan has planned for your life. Now, the world often mocks belief in Satan, kind of this image of this red horned demon with a pitchfork and kind of a curly mustache. They laugh at those who think that Satan is a real force, but he is real. He's a real person. He's a wicked and intelligent and powerful angel. He is very happy with people who deny his existence because it makes him that much more powerful in tricking and deceiving them. But he's also happy with those who worship him in their own rebellion towards God. He's equally happy with those who deny him and those who worship him. And you may not know that there are some people who actually worship Satan, but once I was in Louisville, Kentucky, I was doing some outreach on the street. And on one side, there was a whole bunch of Christians. And on the other side was a coven of Satanists, witches, and demon worshipers who came onto the streets to do rituals in honor of Satan. And there was this clash between good and evil. It was palpable in the air. And I looked over to the other side where the Satanists were doing their worship, and there was this young kid, maybe 12, 13 years old, and he was standing with the Satanists. He had one of their Satanic shirts on, and I walked over to him, and I started to talk with him about God, about Jesus, trying to break through to him. But when the Satanists realized that I had entered onto their side, they surrounded me in a circle and began screaming, inarticulate, rage coming from their mouths at my presence. And it was a reflection of what was happening in the spiritual realm. There was a spiritual battle that was happening there in Kentucky. Now that was out of the blue. Rarely do I sense that kind of clash between good and evil in such a visible way. It's, it's not always that external. Satan normally hides himself in a much more deceptive way, a hidden way. But he is always working to destroy, to kill. That is his modus operandi. War, abortion, terrorism, assisted suicide, and euthanasia, all of these things are Satan's idea to literally destroy lives. Things like human trafficking, and racism, and pornography, and gossip, all these systems in the world of greed that keep people in poverty, these are all the work of Satan, destroying human dignity, which he hates so much. In our culture, there's an acceptance of homosexuality. There's this acceptance of a confusion about gender. There's addictions that wreck families. All of this are designed to destroy God's plan for families through his temptations, through his lies. He lies to us about our identity. He lies to us about who God is. He tempts us to personal sin. Sometimes we struggle with hopelessness. All of these things are different tools that the enemy uses to take us out, to take us to hell with him. In my own personal experience, I have experienced uh, being tempted to sin, discouragement, when I'm trying to do the right thing and it seems like everything keeps coming against me. I've experienced division and backbiting and all of this comes from the evil one, from Satan. It's this battle that's happening all around us and sometimes even inside us. And it's in moments like these when we need to seek the protection of St. Michael the Archangel. You see, St. Michael, he's not afraid of Satan. 
He's defeated him once before, remember? He is confident that he serves a God who is greater than any other. And he still today proclaims who is like God. St. Michael knows that Satan's time is limited, that the devil has already been defeated by the victory of Jesus on the cross, that Satan's favorite weapon, which is death, has already been used against him when Jesus died on the cross. So even though Satan is real, he's powerful, God is real too, and he is more powerful. We don't need to be afraid of Satan if we put our trust in Jesus and avail ourselves of the help that he has sent us. Now, there needs to be a proper balance, of course. There's some people who think that they see the devil everywhere. They think he's responsible for everything, and that's not helpful. But it's also not helpful to pretend that he doesn't exist at all. Neither is helpful when you're fighting a war. You want to recognize your enemy as real, but not be so afraid of him that you don't fight back. So St. Michael has been sent by God to be a powerful warrior to defend God's people. And so as a member of God's family, a friendship with him can be very helpful for us to win the spiritual battle that we find ourselves in and become saints. St. Michael can be a valuable friend because he is a powerful angel who has been given command over the millions of angels in God's army. So with all of that in mind, let's pray for St. Michael to help us now in this battle that we find ourselves in. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, we ask for your protection for our police, for our military. They face constant danger on so many fronts from evil. Keep them safe. St. Michael, protect the church that God has established. Protect the whole world from the lies and the destruction of Satan. Protect ourselves and our families, those who we love, that all of us would be kept physically and spiritually safe under your protection, St. Michael. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do you, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all his evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. St. Michael, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.